Mansion Cast with Sarah Hader. Episode 1 with special guest Zishan Kilji. The discussions that we're having are around portfolios, shifting those portfolios over, whether you're a single person, whether you're a partnership, and the benefits of moving into a limited company and the reasons why it is beneficial to move from personal to limited company. So um, I don't want this to be a typical type of conversation podcast because it's they're rubbish we're not sell, we're not salespeople and we're not selling what we're doing is we're providing a service that's the way that i see it so main thing is like when i've got clients who have got big portfolios let's say let's say you know like 10 plus or whatever you can tell me where to start and what kind of person's going to benefit from tax what do you call them tax schemes schemes reliefs of some sort that they're going to benefit relief really yeah. is a better word because the, the word scheme really is sort of you know at the end of the day they're not really associated with you know they are generally associated with you know aggressive aggressive tax planning arrangements we're not really looking at that we are looking at genuine reliefs that are provided by the tax legislation so tax relief that's the first thing then okay so that's important rather than schemes because the schemes are schemes and relief is actual that's actually exists. Yes. it actually exists and so if you're a portfolio landlord and you've got more than let's say more than two properties what where 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 does a portfolio where does it fall into place that somebody will be able to benefit from these reliefs yes yeah, so the first thing that we need to look at is um there are two aspects to this so we need to firstly consider the general tax principles of transferring properties into a limited company so when we are looking at a at a property uh, portfolio investor slash owner that is looking to transfer properties into a limited company as a yeah. general rule under under general tax principles um, that will result in capital gains tax if the values of the properties have gone up since the uh, since the investor purchased the properties let's go back let's go back a step let's go back a step so in order because we, we know that landlords they're just getting hammered left right and center for taxes if it's in their personal name it goes into their personal tax and if you're receiving rents like where we are, a minimum of a thousand pound a month, you're automatically falling into the next bracket. The high rate you, yeah, yeah, so you've used your relief. Like if you weren't even working, so if you're working, you've got personal income, and then you've got the rent on top of it, and you're earning a thousand pounds per month gross uh, rent, and then I start adding that into my employment. There's a certainty that I'm going to get taxed on all of the rent, less some expenses yes yeah, some expenses yes but there is there is a restriction on interest uh now so mortgage interest there's a restriction uh on, a, on obtaining relief if the properties are, are in your personal name but yes you can still claim other expenses but the mortgage interest relief restriction that's the biggest one anyway isn't it like if you when this was first announced i was like hang on a second so i've got a thousand pounds in rent i've got 500 pounds in mortgage and then my net of just the mortgage is 500 pound profit but now they're saying no you can't do that you can't take the mortgage payment off as a profit against your profit and loss and you get taxed on the whole rent is that right yes pretty much yeah how and why i mean i don't know whether you're going to be able to answer this because when they first announced it i was like how can they do this and how can they get away with doing this because that sounds ridiculous why can't you take your mortgage off yeah they, they, they honestly tax and logic doesn't always go together in fact very rarely goes together 
Um, there, there is no logical reason for this, really. Not to us, but maybe to them. No, I mean, there, there was there wasn't really an explanation for it, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, per- perhaps it was, you know, it was perhaps seen as an incentive, you know, for investors to incorporate their portfolios. I tell you, one of the things that I experienced as a property manager was there were a lot of people, and I think this is one of the reasons why the government did it. There were a lot of people jumping on this whole "I want to be a landlord" bandwagon. Yeah. And what you found was they were the ones who, not all of them, but the ones that weren't educated about their position and responsibilities as a landlord. All they wanted was my rent comes in, you take your management fee off, I want the rest of that money. And they didn't know or did they care because the tenant was in a weaker position. So it this particular whole tax restructuring into limited company making well not even just limited company but just making it more professional has taken away those people that wanted to make that quick buck out of having one or two properties and being an inexperienced landlord and the more experienced landlords who are running it as businesses or want to run it as a business knowing that in the beginning you're not going to make as much and later on you'll make that much more so the uh, inexperienced landlords when they saw what was happening with taxes they started to sell off sell off property which was what the government wanted they wanted to have more houses available because there weren't enough because we were i mean we being landlords we were buying them all up because we could one property went up in value took 25 percent out and then you'd put that down so literally you were purchasing more and more stock um without using any of your own personal money that's how i did it um but then the trouble came when the government have put had put together all of this restructuring so people like say me with 10 plus um when i went to see my accountant they mentioned that because i had properties on my own my business partner she had properties on her own and then we both owned property together we we didn't own um we didn't actually own more than say five or six together uh but he said that we could like you you've told us as well that we could put together a partnership and that partnership will then incorporate into a business and then when it incorporates into a business then we can um not into a business into a limited company so that's the that's the bit that i'm not clear on either so if i go from me being myself person running a property portfolio business but i've got another job right so then i can't benefit from any of this because it's not my business the whole point is it being a business. Yeah, so it really depends. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, it, it, it can be a bit subjective because, you know, as, as I was saying initially, that as, as general, under general tax principles, if we transfer a property portfolio into a limited company, that will give rise to capital gains tax. Yeah, because we're selling it. Exactly, because we're transferring an asset into another another person which is the limited company even though it could be it's your company but it's a separate legal entity Uh, and the tax charges are based on market value now to get around that the first thing that we need to look at is whether it's a qualifying business so Mm -hmm. for capital gains tax purposes it needs to be a business can't it just be me though on my own it can just be you so for capital gains tax purposes if you've got a 10 plus property portfolio so the, the, the 10 again nowhere in the legislation does it say that i guess it's a measure to say that if you've got 10 then you're likely to spend quite a lot of time running that business that's right so the general rule of thumb is 20 hours a week plus and you know i guess in practice if you've got four properties that are just standard by to let's you know you're not really gonna you know you're not really gonna be spending that much time well, unless yet. you're renting rooms out 
Yeah, exactly. You've got HMOs, so then with it's different. HMOs, yeah, th- things yeah. can be different, absolutely. So, so, so I've, I've done property incorporation for um, you know a few, you know, quite a few investors with less than five properties, but they were HMOs, mm-hmm. like multiple tenancies. So I, I worked mm-hmm. on one recently where there were seventeen tenancies in total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the other way around, rather than more houses, you've got more tenants, so the management period is going to be harder. So you can be a single person. You do more than twenty hours per week on your business you can then take advantage of you can take advantage of the capital gains tax relief uh, which is referred to as incorporation relief yeah okay um now there are other you know technical conditions that need to be met now this, this is a starting point you know for example we need to make sure that the equity in the portfolio exceeds the inherent gains within the portfolio if there is a shortfall i.e the equity doesn't exceed the gain then the difference between the excess of the gain and the equity is subject to upfront capital gains tax. So you can't get relief for that amount. I understand. Yeah, because that, 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 that bit did, did kind of like go over my head a little bit. And I thought rather than chewing deeper into it, I'll just let you keep that in your head. and <laughs> <laughs> not, Otherwise, I'll go grey. Um, so that's one person. So going back to it, sorry, just so I get it right in my head. So we've got this one person, they're doing 20 hours, we can do the incorporation relief. They don't physically have to put it into LTD, do they? They don't have to physically put, yeah, so there are ways around that. So, um, you know, in practice, what you could do is, you know, some clients would just transfer, you know, transfer legal ownership into the limited company. Uh, there's also a route available called, um, you know, deed of trust route where, we just transfer beneficial ownership into a limited company. Does it have to go to limited company? This is what I'm thinking. What about a partnership? What about sole traders? Like when you're looking at companies, company, I suppose it's because it, well, the reason being that if it is in your personal name, this is what it's going back to, isn't it? If it's in your personal name, it will be counted against your personal tax return. Yeah, so even in the partnership, that will still be the case. Of course, yeah. I'm thinking of my personal tax return. And on my personal tax return, I've got my employed income. You will then you will then have your income from land and property in That's your personal right. name. You could have income from shares, like whatever crypto, let's say. Um, you'll have that. And then you'll have your income from your partner and that's it whereas when you've got it set up as a limited company the company is not on my personal tax return which now makes total sense because i have got a company i am a director of a company um i pay myself a small amount from that limited company it's a company that's growing in your building so i guess in a similar way now i have got limited companies in sorry properties in a limited company that will not show on my personal return unless i take money out of it because a company does its own return. That's right. Yeah. So that is that is a key advantage of having um, assets in a limited company is that you don't get taxed personally on them until you take the funds out. So, you know, it, it really helps in scenarios where you are holding the properties as, you know, capital appreciating asset where you don't necessarily need all the rental income. So say, for mm. example, if you're using the properties as, you know, a pension fund or, you know, you want to keep the properties and, you know, let them grow over time and you don't necessarily need all the rental income, it's, it's hugely beneficial because a corporation tax is much lower than the higher rate income tax. So you can just have the properties in there, have rental income mm. coming in mm. because at the minute the corporation tax rate is 19%. If it goes yeah. up 25%, that's 6% differential. Is sign- yes, it would still be lower than the higher rate uh, income tax rate of 40%, but, you know, 25% is still... Yeah, well, we're in a position where we want to drive the economy, not not slow it down. So otherwise you look at it, 
I mean, I just I just paid a tax bill today and it was um, PAYE. So if I've got the PAYE and then I've got, obviously my personal, but that's irrelevant. It's company-based. Um, and then I'll have my corporation tax. And if all of that is literally, I want to look at it and go, what is the point? And so you don't want the smaller businesses to to not want to do business. So back to the properties then. So one person, 20 hours or more, they incorporate, makes sense now why they should go into an LTD um, and they can take advantage of the CGT relief with it, with a few little extra caveats from needing a tax specialist to look at it. Absolutely. So there are there are certain caveats in there, you know, the, the, the yeah. So like I said, the, the 20 hours a week, that is a rule of thumb, but we need to make sure that we look at the exact details of how the property portfolio has run, what the what yeah. the extent of involvement of the investor is, yeah. um, you know, how often are they actually going in? You know, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, every time there's a, you know, Every time there's, there's an issue with changing a light bulb, you know, they go in and change no, the light bulb. No, do you know bulb. what? I completely get you because it's like me and mortgages, isn't it? I, some people say to me, what's the best interest rate? And I'm like, really? You know, how, how am I going to answer that? I need to fact find you. I need to know lots of information about you. And then I can tell you what's right and best for you. So, um, yeah, so that's why I think it works really well that we work together because my clients will fact find lots of information. They don't have to repeat it all to you which can get a bit, you just pick out the extra questions that you want to ask them. You should have 90% of the information off of us. So um, so from that point of view, um, that's one person. The same will apply to two people and then going into, a, that are currently as partners. What about that? So we've, we've covered the capital gains tax aspect. The other aspect to look oh, yeah. at is stamp duty land tax. Yeah, yeah. The conditions, you could argue, are more are actually more onerous because, in mm. addition to making sure that this is a business, uh, you mm -hmm. know, similar to you know, similar to the point I've just discussed about capital gains tax, we also, you know, the only way to get around stamp duty on property and corporations is to make sure that it is a business, that it is a partnership. So I'm just looking over the notes I had for you last time. So ah, so when we were talking about this incorporation. And having um, at least two years, I've got something written here. Two years returns. That's for the partnership route, yeah. So again, that yeah. is that is something. I mean, again, it depends on a case by case basis. Like if you had the two, yeah. So coming back to really, that's the topic of conversation because you know me, I go off on tangents. But looking at the topic today, um, is that we've got um, potential need, for, not potential. It's almost like well, it's robust, really, isn't it? Robust is the word. There you go. So robust um, uh, with a Birmingham accent. Do that again. <laughs> robust. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I had a two returns accent. would be. Have you not? You have. No, you have. No, you have. Pro probably, probably a slight twang. I don't know. It's I'm handy. Not, you know, so many clients twang, I've got in Birmingham more. as well. Yeah. 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 Is it Birmingham <laughs> or is it somewhere else? You just got a mixture. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, I mean, I did. I did spend a lot of my time in Dubai as well. So a lot of people say I've got an international. Oh, you've got accent, the whatever yeah, that means. Yeah, yeah the, whatever that means. The the the, the, the solid, um, pronounced certain letters that comes through yeah. okay so two returns would be more robust way of dealing with it um but i think i've got a note here to say that it, you could get away with one year's worth of um evidence to say that you're in a partnership yeah so again it really depends i mean we, we need to look at it on a case-by-case -case basis again you know there has been a scenario that you mentioned earlier if you've been running a portfolio with your spouse for a number mm. of years then you know you might already have or not you, you might not have to jump through that many 
hoops to mm. prove that there is a mm. partnership. Whereas if that's not the case, then, you know, we might have to meet, you know, we might have to, you know, put in place more, more, more steps and, you know, go through yeah. more hoops to kind of make sure that the conditions are met. Look, I know we did one. We did one for one of my clients. We did it not so long ago. And we'll, fin- we'll finish pretty much on talking about him and how you did it and how you got it all through. My role yeah. in it was to organize the new borrowing, to pay off the old borrowing. But there was uh, a, a portfolio of property. And, you know, there's a lot of stage work that you're doing with his um, portfolio as a whole to make sure that he... Um, can take advantage of the reliefs that are available. Yes. Yeah. And it worked. I'm only yeah, saying what has happened. It worked. It's, I wouldn't even say it worked. It's not even a worked situation, is it? And he needed you. And the trouble that we had with the solicitors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, trying yeah. to find somebody that understood the what the hell was going on. 17 property portfolio, right? Yeah, so you had the with, portfolio. With, with, with his spouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like you've got a um, a portfolio. But I mean, with anybody as well, Zishan, look, you and me can sit here. We can talk about this forever. We'll talk to a solicitor and they're going to have so many different angles on it that won't yes because they don't understand and then they're scared because they don't want to do it no absolutely yeah so i i've had this nobody takes responsibility of sdlt even now like mortgage advisors listener how much is it nobody wants to stick their hand up and say yeah Yeah. this is it yeah and in most corporations i do this listers will come back with tons of questions you know evidence of you know essentially our advice the advice that we've given to the client um and yeah, I mean, I've never, you know, eventually it all gets sorted. It's just because solicitors probably, you know, because they're not tax experts. No, they they touch the surface of the tax are- arena. Rightly so, because they're not advising on SDLT. So they would be relying on our advice and they would be asking mm. us a lot of questions. And, you know, it's never really happened that the deal has kind of fallen through. Anything. So you're, when you say it's your advice, you're giving the customer, like when I give a customer advice, I'm wholly responsible for it. If it hits the fan, they can come back to well, me and I'm for, protected. It's my, yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's my firm. So, so their my, protection... Yeah, is what? What's yeah, the protection? So I, I would engage the client, uh, you know, through my firm, which is registered yep. with the Chartered Institute of Taxation. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, professional indemnity insurance. So yep. you know, I'm essentially saying to the client that you know you can rely on our formal advice, mm. Um, mm. and that that is really you know it's it's not their risk it's our risk it then becomes our risk effectively mm-hmm. and it's the insurance that backs it because like obviously for yeah. us we've got financial services compensation schemes so oh, a customer yeah. comes so, sees me they're backed by this financial services which is government-led yours would be um, so ours would be yeah so under the chartered institute of taxation so my professional indemnity insurance is provided by insurers you know specifically knowing, knowing that this is what you are doing yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is obviously over a over a decade of specialist tax advice. We should have pitched this earlier in the morning, actually. And brain cells were totally fresh. Although we've, I think we've managed really well to cover off the topic and discuss um, major, major points on mm-hmm. how to um, help people that have got these situations. And obviously, I, I use TikTok as a platform, and I've got multiple people now because I uh, understand it and we've talked about this so many times and it sinks in gradually slowly and every time I talk to you there's something different so it's always worthwhile um anyone with any properties that and it seems to be surfacing a lot more now and I think there'll be a lot more next year but thank you so much for all of your knowledge and sharing it and um 
I think next time the inheritance tax one is something. So I'm getting this now. I'm understanding. I still don't like the fact that I'm I paying SGLT. I think we probably do but... need to have a separate <laughs> session for inheritance tax. Yeah. Uh, yeah, inheritance tax is a technical it's area. It's big, but you know, because it's the next stage of all of yeah, this, isn't it? People don't think save, about that. Yeah, I mean, it's somewhere we can save clients hundreds of thousands of pounds. Absolutely. All right, so that's going to be the next subject. But for now, today, thank you for your time. And um, and then we'll just close off, Dan. That was Mansion Cast with Sarah Hader. For longer episodes and bonus material, go to Patreon patreon.com forward slash mansioncast and subscribe.